This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning. Thank you so much for having me here. Anybody know what is so special about today? It's a large room and I don't have a mic, so... Yes, Chavchas Ir. What's so special about today? Yom Yerushalayim. It's 50 years since the unification of Yerushalayim. And for some of us, that may not sound so special because when we're lucky enough to go to Yerushalayim, we go there, we walk around the streets, and everything's wonderful. We get to go to the Kaisel, we get to daven there, we have a special feeling when we go there. And we have to wonder, is that because Yerushalayim is our capital? And you ask anybody from any city, any country, and their capital is special to them too. So what's so special about Yerushalayim? So we understand that, of course, Yerushalayim is a holy city in a holy country, in a holy land. And the truth is there are four holy cities in Eretz Yisrael that even have more Kedusha than the rest of Eretz Yisrael. And we know what those cities are? Yes, Yishlai, of course. Hebron, Tzvaz, Tzveria, very good. And of those, Yishlai has even more Kedusha. Not only does Yishlai have Kedusha, but Yishlai has beauty to it. The Gemara tells us that there are ten portions of beauty given to the world. Of those ten, nine were given to Yerushalayim. That's what the Gemara Kedushin tells us. And Yerushalayim had to be kept beautiful. In fact, the Gemara Baba Kama tells us that there were not permitted to be any garbage dumps in Yerushalayim. All garbage had to be taken out of Yerushalayim to keep Yerushalayim beautiful. You weren't allowed to manufacture anything with large ovens. To fire up a large oven would cause the stones of Yerushalayim to blacken. And that would take away from the beauty of Yerushalayim. Not only was it a beautiful place, but it was a joyous city. You have to be happy in Yerushalayim. So much so, if a person has a store, and every once in a while you have to make a cheshbon of if you make your money or not, you couldn't make that cheshbon in Yerushalayim. Because what happens if sometimes it happens, you have a store and you're working hard, and you're not making any money. That's something outside the city called Kippa Shel the stone of calculation. You have to make a cheshbon how much money you're making. You have to leave the city, go to this Kippa Shel a big stone, and you make a cheshbonus there. This way, if you unfortunately find that you're not making money, you'd be sat over there until you get over yourself and then go back to Yerushalayim. Now, Yerushalayim was a holy place and they had holy people living there. There's a fellow I'd like to tell you about, a big tzaddik, it's called the tzaddik of Yerushalayim, Rav Ayu Levine. Rav Ayu Levine's heart pulsated with Ahavas Yisrael, and it also pulsated with Ahavas Eretz Yisrael. I want to show you what happens when you intersect Ahavas Yisrael and Ahavas Eretz Yisrael. And there are many, many people like that in Yerushalayim. One day, Rav Ayu Levine, who was accustomed to getting up very early every morning and davening Kavasikim, and walking in the pre-dawn quiet streets of Yerushalayim. And one day he was walking, and he sees in the distance a fellow, another Jew. So he goes over to this person, and he gives him a big hello. Good morning, how are you? This fellow looks up, and he sees Rav Ayu Levine, and he became very, very embarrassed. Why was he embarrassed? This fellow, his name was Yehuda Harosh, a few months earlier lost his job. And he had no way to support his family. And two weeks prior, he had no choice. He took a job as a sweeper. 
sweeper, a street cleaner. He would go around early in the morning, sweeping the streets of Yerushalayim. And he figured, who's up so early in the morning? No one's going to see me. I won't be embarrassed. And sure enough, here comes along Ravari Levine, the big tzaddik, and he sees me sweeping the streets. He was so embarrassed, he took the broom, and he peeled it behind his back. Ravari Levine, it did not suffice for him just to wish a fellow Yid good morning. But he went over to him and gave him a big hug. As he gives him the big hug, he feels the broom behind the person's back. And he quickly realizes what's going on and why the person's embarrassed. And he tells him, you're a street sweeper. You sweep the streets of Yerushalayim. I'm jealous of you. So the fellow Yehuda Harosh looks at Ariel Levine and says, you're jealous of me. Thinking to himself, if you're so jealous of me, why don't you sweep the streets of Yerushalayim? But of course he didn't say that, but Ariel Levine says, you know, the Gemara himself tells us that the streets of Yerushalayim were swept every single day. The house of Hashem is kept beautiful. I'm too old to sweep the streets of Yerushalayim. And I was younger. I have to support my family. But you found a way to support your family and sweep the streets of Yerushalayim and keep the city of Hashem clean and beautiful. You're so lucky. That's what he told him. And because his words were genuine, he really believed what he was saying. Yehuda Rosh that day kept his head higher and was proud of what he was doing with the streets of Yerushalayim. And this is so classic of Ayah Levine. You know, one time he was walking down the street and he met a bunch of children playing. So he sticks his hand in his pocket, takes us some candies and gives them candy. The fellow who's walking with him says, Rebbe, why, why are you giving them candy? What do they do? He says, what do you mean? There's a posting in Tehillim that says, in Kapitol Kodbeis, Pasuk Tezvav, Kiratsu Abedeches Abaneho, your servants cherished her stones, this Athara Yichaynenu, and were gracious to her dust, referring to the stones and the dust of Yerushalayim. In fact, Yomar Tzubas tells us that of Hanino, he would make sure the streets were clean, and if there were any obstacles or any problems in the streets, he would remove the obstacles, he would repair the streets. And when asked why, he explained, I don't want anyone to say anything bad about the streets of Yerushalayim, or the streets of Eretz Yisrael. Rav Bergamda would actually roll in the dust of the stones of Yerushalayim to fulfill the Pasuk and be gracious to her dust. I don't think there's only people from the Gemara. When Sir Moses Montefiore came to visit Eretz Yisrael and he did so much for Eretz Yisrael, he took a stone from Yerushalayim back home with him to say and to fulfill the words as of because your servants cherished her stones. That was Yerushalayim. Said Ravari Levine, if the Pasuk is telling us how precious the stones and the dust of Yerushalayim are, could you begin to imagine how precious the people of Yerushalayim are? And that's why I wanted to give the children of Yerushalayim candy. Today we get so lucky, we get to go to Yerushalayim so often, we get to go to Yerushalayim so often, we take it for granted. But that's what the Pasuk is telling us, and that's what Ravari Levine is telling us, how precious are the stones of Yerushalayim, and for sure, how precious are the people of Yerushalayim. Which may lead us to a question. If Yerushalayim indeed is from the holiest cities, and it is, what would you say is the holiest part of Yerushalayim? Okay, very good. The Kotel. People go to the Kaisel, to Davin. And we feel so wonderful when we go there. 
we imagine that the Kosel is really not part of the actual base of Migdash? It's the outer wall of the Chatzim of the base of Migdash? Which leads us to a question. What are we really missing that we don't have the base of Migdash? Of course, we don't have the Vaida, we don't have the, Ko, the, the Kohanim doing the, the Vaida. Most of us here aren't Kohanim. How are our lives going to change? What are we missing? We have Baruch Hashem Yeshivas, we have people learning, we have people doing Chesed. What are we really missing that we don't have the Vesem Migdash? There was a fellow whose parents were very, very wealthy. And when he was growing up, his, he didn't have to work. And he was getting bored. These were the days before the fidget spinners, Baruch Hashem. And people had to fill their time doing something else. So this fellow decides he's going to go and collect paintings. He had plenty of money. He's going to collect paintings. So he would travel the world collecting paintings. And one day he found himself in Italy, walking down the artist quarter. And he's looking at different pictures. When all of a sudden he was struck by a picture. He was mesmerized. It was a picture of a pinky. This beautiful picture on a beautiful canvas with a pinky. He looks at the fellow and says, how much for the picture? This picture, two and a half thousand dollars. Fine, I'll take it. The fellow says, hold on a second. Let me show you something about that picture. He goes over to the picture. He pulls up a little cover, covering some other part of the picture. And he reveals it's not just a pinky. It's a hand. The fellow looks at the hand, the collector, and says, wow. That is so genuine looking. It is so real looking. How much is it? Well, that's $10,000 now for that picture. The fellow says, fine. He sticks his hand in his pocket, takes it a wad of cash. Now the vendor sees he's got a serious customer on his hands. He says, one second. He goes over to the picture, to the painting. He pulls up the canvas a little more, and he reviews a whole arm. The fellow's looking at it. He can't believe it. It is so beautiful. He's never had such a picture. How much is it? $35,000. I'll take it. One second. He goes again, and he reveals more. And each time, he's revealing more and more of the picture of the price going up and up, until eventually, he reveals a picture of a fellow riding a horse in a meadow. Beautiful picture, beautiful scenery. Two and a half million dollars. He says, I'll take it. That's the end of our story. But for those of us who had the schuss of going to the Kotel, to Davin. No one can go there and not feel a special feeling of closeness to our Kaddish Baruch when we go there. We have to remember that the Kotel is just the pinky of the Beis HaMikdash. The Kedush is inside, with what happened inside the Beis HaMikdash. Of course the wall itself has Kedusha, and that's why we feel so special over there. But it can't compare to the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash. So today when we think about, and we're makir taif, that we don't have to be scared to walk around the streets of Yerushalayim, how much tire there is in Yerushalayim, how much chesed there is in Yerushalayim. And we think how special the stones themselves of the streets of Yerushalayim. How every step we take, every down, almost we walk in Eretz Yisrael is a mitzvah. And for sure how much tire is Eretz Yisrael. How we have to love the people of Eretz Yisrael. But we have to remember... What we are waiting for is the coming of Mashiach and the rebuilding of the Beis Midrash maybe come speedily in our times.
Thank you for having me. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.